Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. It took well over 100 days and of all the names which were banded around to take over as the manager of Celtic, Ange Postecoglou was not one which was mentioned by many yet. With pre-season already underway, it's the Australian who is the man at the helm and his work has already started. Pre-season has begun with members of the squad. Signing targets are being sourced and the opening friendlies down in Wales next week are clear in the vision. So, joining us on the Record Celtic podcast this week, Chris Sutton is here with us to give his impressions on the, the new gaffer, the job he faces and what the fans might expect in the next few months. Chris, how are you this morning? Yep, I'm uh, I'm very well. Uh, I'm excited uh, about um, you know Celtic's new appointment and Postacoglu. And uh, look, it's uh, it's taken a while, and you know you've got to say I don't think that the uh, the Celtic hierarchy have covered themselves in glory in terms of how long they've taken. Uh, but now he's in, uh, and and. Uh, and he needs to be given a chance. But uh, what we what we all do know is that he needs help. You know, the talk of um, you know Don McKay saying they've they've uh, got the right man in place. Well, you know that may be so, but they need to uh, to give him help in terms of uh, getting transfers in. And uh, he's he's got such a big job on. There, there are so yeah. many things and, and so many different strands which, uh, which he's going to have to deal with in a short space of time. We don't have to rake over old ground, Chris. We've, you know, we've, we've spoke long and, and loud on this podcast about the, you know, the, the goings on and how everything happened in the aftermath of, of Neil Lennon leaving the club. Um, how long it's taken. Is there a slight feeling that Ange Postecoglou has been left a little bit behind the eight ball for the start of the season, given the shortage of time? It's unfortunate for him, isn't it? It's, uh, I mean, it's it's always difficult for any Celtic manager. Um, You know, the Champions League ties come round so, so quickly, don't they? I mean, but he... I mean, Michelin is a a really tough tie anyway. Well, you you only need to look, um, you know, at, at, at what they who they knocked out uh, the Champions League qualifiers last season. Uh, they're a strong team, and I mean, he's been he's been dealt such a tough hand. Um, and you know, do do we expect Celtic to to suddenly uh, hit the ground running and for, for Ange to come in and uh, huge play ask, the magic it's wand? A, it's a huge, huge ask for him, given the fact he's hardly got any players at this stage as well. Well, totally. And then there are so many situations to sort out um, as well. So, look, I mean, it's a, it's a tough tie and a, a big ask for him to, uh, to do anything with this team at, at this moment in time. He's got... He's got recruitment to sort out. He's got his staff to sort out. Uh, there are so many things he needs to, to sort out. But the you know the focus has to be on trying to get into the Champions League group stages, and that's going to be incredibly 
difficult, nigh on impossible. I mean, it's miracle stuff if he gets the, this Celtic team uh, with the shape that the club are in at this present time into the group stages. Well, cut into the nitty gritty of the certain things that he has to do and, and the personnel and the staff, maybe later on in the podcast, Chris, but I just wondered if I could ask, obviously Ange spoke publicly to you know the media and the, and the fan media uh, last Friday for the first time. What sort of impression did he give to you? I know a lot of the Celtic supporters were impressed by his sort of straight talking. There didn't appear to be a lot of flannel in there. He seemed mm. to be pretty honest. Sometimes you can, it, sometimes press conferences can be a little bit deceiving. The first ones are always great, and then things change after that. But sometimes they are what they are. Do, what, what was your initial impressions of Ange Postecoglou? Just listening to him speak on the outside. Yeah, no, I thought he was a you know straight shooter, no no bullshit, and uh, that's that's uh, that's encouraging. I think that's what fans want, isn't it, Chris? Yeah. Right away. Well, you know, I think he he, he cut to the chase. You know, I I, I like the fact that uh, you know, and I, you know, going going back a bit overall, Graham, what we spoke about earlier. I, I like the fact that you know, if if the you know, we're led that this is the truth. That you know, when when he was asked, did he want the job? You know, straight away, he he wanted to take it. You know, we we've seen it. You know, a guy like Eddie Howe, for whatever reason, didn't have the stomach to take the job, and and this guy does. And it's you know, it's going to be tough. And I like the fact that he's bullish enough to to realise um, that it's going to be tough, and he, he seems to be prepared for the uh, for the scrap, prepare, prepared to do the hard yards, and I think that's that's impressed us. Now, I think he also said um, that you know he can talk as much as he wants, uh, but in the end, it's going to come down to to what he does on the on the pitch and uh, and you know what his coaching methods are and what he's getting out of this group of players and additions which will have to come in as well so you know it's a it's a team who are miles behind the team across the city at this moment in time i think 25 points it was uh, last season the, the gap between the two clubs that's that that's enormous now i was part of a team who had a uh, a mountain to climb under martin o'neill but this this uh, you know, seems to be just uh, as big a, a void for uh, for Ange. Now, Martin O'Neill was given uh, finance. He was allowed to bring players in and spend well, a couple he needed, of quid. He needed it, Chris, to pay you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, you've uh, you got a point there. Um, but... Uh, no, it, it's you know it was important. Now Martin uh, would have been in a, in, in my opinion, uh, a far stronger uh, situation than Ange. But that's a sort of backing that Ange will actually uh, need. The fact that the board are saying, well, you know, we've got this guy in and we back him. Then okay, he wasn't. He wasn't yeah, clearly I, wasn't I the first. Louder than words, don't they, Chris? We back him. This is a man. We'll give him everything he wants. Well, they've got to deliver on that, haven't they? They've got to well, deliver. Well, 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 totally. And then you know, the, the point is, is there's no point. There's no point crowing about taking time to to get the appointment. I mean, you know, it's hard to actually believe. Um, you know, everything which which has been said since the appointment, and uh, you know, it's the the time scale um, for the appointment has been. Frankly, I think a bit embarrassing, and I think Celtic fans have. Uh, there's a lot of Celtic fans I know who are, have are just totally disillusioned um, with 
with this whole situation, how long it's taken. Uh, there's that's a an interesting point. Sorry to break in. In an interesting point, we always say that in Glasgow you do not get time. Do you think the circumstances of how this appointment has come around and the, the time it took, you mentioned the word embarrassing there, the length of time and the situation that Ange Postecoglou has been placed into, that the Celtic supporters may just cut him a little bit more slack than, <laughs> than otherwise, or do you think that's all forgotten as soon as the first ball is kicked? Well, it's Glasgow, isn't it? I mean, it, it's, uh, it'll, it'll only get so much time. From from look from the outside, in my opinion, he needs he needs a year. He he needs a year of grace, and uh, you know a year where he can come in and implement his own um, his own style, his own plans, bring his own players in. Uh, what what he's been dealt with at this moment in time, frankly, most managers you know would would turn the back on. Um, yeah. So I, I I think it's impossible, you know. If if Celtic get beaten by Midland, I I wouldn't blame the manager at all. I'd I'd, I'd blame the club's hierarchy for for dawdling and being strung along or whatever they, you know, however you want to word it by uh by Eddie Howe. It, he he needs time to 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 develop and nurture and implement his own plans. And if you look at you know, there's a lot a lot been said about well. You know he's he's managed for uh, in the Australian leagues and uh, and in Japan and a lot's been made of his um, credentials or supposed lack of credentials. This is a guy who's managed in a World Cup. He's managed his national team. He, yeah. He's he, he's won titles. So I think that uh, that you know that he needs to to be given a bit more respect than that. Now he's come in. I think he's answered. You know. Everything which has been thrown at the, at him, and and you know, sort of, he seems to have a decent sense of humour. You know, asked whether he was second yeah, choice. I think he said, he said, yeah, he will. He said something <laughs> along the lines of, you know, he didn't know whether he was fifth choice. Yeah. How many clubs do actually appoint their, you know, eventually a first choice manager? Look what's no, going on no, down no, south. No one or Pep Guardiola would be the manager of everyone. It, absolutely, and look what's going on down south with clubs like. Tottenham, uh, you know, Crystal Palace are just about getting over the line. It's, you know, it's not a straightforward act, but you know, as I said, at least, at least Celtic have a manager who who seems to be come in and be fearless, and he needs to be. You know, uh, as I say, Eddie Howe maybe didn't have the stomach for it. This guy looks like he's got the stomach for it. Now he needs to be given the time, and he needs to be given the tools to go in and give himself the best possible chance of. Of uh, you know turning this ship around and making Celtic successful again, and it's it's a tall order. We'll go through his first jobs, Chris. I won't bog you down with talk of director of football and sporting director chat. Um, but but, but that, but no, I know we, you know, I don't know how you know you're suggesting we don't want to talk about that. But I mean that whole situation uh, where you know Celtic still don't have. Uh, somebody who's recruiting and and a director of football were all told this was the model which was going to be in place. Yeah, quite quite frankly, you know that that or this situation where we're at now can't be helping the manager. It's a shambles. I mean, it 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 really is, and that just emphasises the difficulty of the job which he's got. He was asked um, at the press conference about the fact he's, he's, he's pretty hands-on 
and would he like to take a real active role in that type of thing or did he think he'd be able to do it all on his own and it was interesting that he said in 25 years of football I've learned that I want to do everything but it's just not possible it's just not possible I have to delegate so he said he would be open to that type of thing a a sporting director or someone above him so he seems quite open to that idea Um, the staff issue was interesting Um, he was asked obviously John Kennedy and and, and Gavin Strachan are in the building at the moment and he was asked about his backroom team going forward and and what he thought and he made the point of saying if, if you if you look at the clubs I have been at in the past I have tended to work with people who were already there which mm-hmm. gave us a little suggestion that, that the boys in place might be kept or stay on to work with him but then he also said the environment I set I will judge people by how they work within it some people will cope, some people will thrive, others might struggle. And I will base my decisions on that, which then gave off a slightly different tone that he'll have a look at these guys first, see if they can come up to the, the levels that he wants them to, and then make a decision on what he wants to do. But, but there's a problem with that, isn't there? Uh, sure. While while I, uh, you know, I, I think we all understand the rationale behind it, but, you know, the problem with... Uh, having a look that suggests if you want to uh, make a fair assessment on someone that uh, you know that might be over a sustained period of time no mm-hmm. <laughs> celtic don't have time yeah uh, you know how far are we away we're we're a couple of weeks away from a champions league qualifying game Does, you know i i do believe um that he has to bring in his own people uh, or you know certainly certainly one or two trusted people who he's worked with before and I'll you know I'll I'll tell you why if the uh, if the shit hits the fan at Celtic uh, you know do do and I'm I'm not you know I'm not sort of making making sort of accusations here but if if things don't go well and you know uh, and Celtic have a disastrous start over him do you think Strachan and Kennedy will, you know, want to saddle up with the manager? Then I don't know. I don't know. But that's why I think you have to have your own people in with you. Um, you know, tried and trusted. Martin O'Neill had John Robertson. Uh, Martin O'Neill had Steve Walford. Now Tommy Burns was still uh, part of that coaching team, but Martin brought his own people in. People who had worked with people who he knew that he could, um, you know, he could he could trust implicitly and i think that that has to be the case you know i i i think that that would be a bad move not to not to bring in uh, an assistant somebody who had worked with before and that's not you know this is this isn't a slight on john kennedy or gavin strack and i think that that's just that's just human nature you know blank you, you, canvas time you, almost sorry it's blank canvas time almost it's time to start yeah. And, and you know, it, but it's you know, it's it, it's the time issue, and and over time, you know, he, he might uh, you know like you know like these guys might rate them uh, extremely highly, but you know, speaking plainly, these guys were part of the last regime, which has been pretty catastrophic. Um, you know, we can't get away from that fact. Now, I always think it's the manager who who carries the can, and and of course it is. But these guys were part of, you know, Neil Lennon's team who who fell away. These guys were part of Neil Lennon's team and I heard Neil speak um, 
was it last week or the week before about uh, you know Lee Griffiths and not turning up to uh, not turning up to training? Well, you know why didn't a member? Why didn't Neil or a member of his team actually call Lee Griffiths and uh, you know and tell him to turn up to training if he wasn't doing that? So you know there are certain situations that we can you know look at um, and. Uh, and judge, but uh, you know, I do believe that he needs to bring in his own people. Talking of bringing in his own people, Chris, there will be an awful lot of transfer activity. There has to be, due to the the lack of numbers in the squad. There are still players there who a lot of us assume do want to go. Christopher Iyer and Odson Edward are probably top of that list. Ange Postacoglu was asked at the press conference to say that he hadn't spoken to those lads yet. He probably has done now. And he, was, he, you know, he wasn't going to give up on them. But given what was seen last season, given the apparent approach of the players and their thought process, now we can't see inside their heads, but we're a year to go on their contracts, it would seem to look like both would like to go. Certainly Ayer has stated publicly would like to go. Should Ange Postacoglu just forget about, about those two? And, and I'll bring Ryan Christie into this as well. If they don't want to stay, and it pretty much looks like they don't, they don't rather than trying to talk them into staying for qualifiers, are Celtic better just to do business as quickly as they can to get finance in to make signings, to get these guys replaced? Or do yeah, you I mean, think a new manager can get a tune out of someone that didn't it, fancy it before? That's a difficult one, isn't it? Because we don't know their individual situations. I oh, mean, that's correct. I'll put you a bit in a position. Uh, no, but no, but that's. I mean, that, that that's fine. What what I'd say with uh, you know, with the likes of Odson Edward, we've seen a heavy link with him in Leicester City, uh, and nothing materialised just yet. Now, you know, something may well happen. But, you know, this is a player who did himself a lot of damage last season, uh, in, in my opinion, and a player who uh, is so, so talented. But for, for whatever reason, I don't think he was as committed last season in a Celtic jersey. Now, he may, I, I don't know whether, look, there's always a, a deal to be done. And what was only a year left on his contract, you would think that, you know, Celtic is a selling club. That uh, that they'd be in a position where they're going to have to accept some sort of offer, um, but you know if Celtic are asking for too much, there may not be takers for that. So somebody like Edward, for instance, may may actually realise the situation he's in, and you know eventually is it <laughs> he'll get a move, but he may have to really knuckle down and and in the early weeks. Uh, you know, playing the Champions League because because that. because with one year left on players' contracts, you know, clubs and 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 chief executives and sporting directors elsewhere aren't stupid. They realise that they're in a strong position. They can well, just yeah, and the, the value the value isn't there wait, anymore in the player. Wait till August thirty-one and offer eight million for Christopher Iyer if they want, and probably yeah. get him. Or Celtic face losing them for free. So, the Celtic have to be slightly careful in their demands, don't they? Well, trying to get the right price, they also have to be. Slightly clever in making sure they don't blow the best price. Yep, totally. But you know, the Ange Postecoglou has to do what's 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 best for him, and the best thing for him um, is <laughs> in the early days is trying to get off to a flyer and uh, and uh, and getting through Champions League qualifiers, winning games, playing well. It, the issue he will have is you know the 
the players which have mentioned Christie, Ayer, uh, and Edward, if he is, you know, trying to mould a team and the you know, preseason is always important about getting, you know, rhythm and uh, a style of play, which he's talked about. He wants to play a, you know, an attacking brand of football, but it's about rhythm. It's about continuity. It's about knowing your teammates and, and, and building those relationships. And, he won't want to. He won't want them to be a part of that if he actually knows that they are more than likely going to be on the, you know, on the way. So this is a situation which does need sorting out very, yeah. very quickly. So he's left in a position. Well, okay, it's not ideal. I'm losing the best striker in Scotland. Um, you know, a striker who uh, over the years has been the difference maker. I'm losing Christopher Ryer, who I still think has a lot of developing to do, whether he wants, whether he ends up in Italy or down in the English Premier League. I don't think he's the finished article. Uh, and Ryan Christie, who, uh, tremendous attitude, but performance levels for Celtic weren't what they were. And, you know, it'll be interesting to see where, where he ends up. But, you know, he... Ange has to be ruthless, really, um, in his approach with this, and and the club have to help him with this, which is why it's bet it's best for everybody. If these players are going, then they get out of the building in the next uh, week or so. That 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 uh, you know that seems to be the best option for uh, I think for all parties, and then at least Ange can concentrate on what players he has at his disposal for these qualifiers coming up. Uh, but it, truth is, if Edward goes, then, that you know, they need to replace him. Truth is, if I goes, they need to replace him. Christie goes, they need to replace him. That's a, that's a quarter of the team. Yeah. And you'd say probably one of the most valuable quarters of the team, which, which Celtic have, the, you know, a, a strong quarter of the team, uh, ability-wise, and Celtic have to, have to um, address that. And they, these were three players who are part of a team who lost the league by 25 points as well. So yeah. that, 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 that stresses the magnitude of the situation and why, you know, it's okay. We've got the right man in place. Well, you know, you need to, they need to liven up themselves at boardroom level and, and bring players in and, and give him what he wants. Just a quick one, Chris, just flipping the coin slightly to other players who maybe didn't hit the heights or looked as though their or look as though their Celtic careers might be over. Every Celtic supporter will remember when Brendan Rodgers walked in the building, he managed to squeeze another 25-30% out of Tom Rodgers, who looked to be going. He did the same with James Forrest, transformed them as players back to, to what everybody knew they, they could be. Scott Brown as well, obviously, got some longevity because of what Brendan Rodgers did, a sort of new manager effect. There's guys in there, Chris, that Celtic paid good money for. Vasilis Barkas, Al Benegetti, Griffiths comes into the equation. One that you like, Olivier Cham, who looked as though he was going to be going. Is there a chance that Ange Postacoglu may be able to get them performing? If he can't, he may need to do that, given the yeah. numbers, a lack of numbers. He may need to get performances out of guys. Rodic himself, again someone he's worked with before in the Australian national team. Is that going to be a key thing for him, to try and get some of the guys that are in the building to start performing the way they should be? Yeah, it's, uh, it's 
I mean, you know, again, comparisons to when Martin O'Neill came in, that there were players who, when I first signed and we were in the preseason, I was, you know, everybody knows the game. All players are aware of of what happens in these situations. A new manager comes in and he'll either like you or he won't. It's as simple as that. And there's there's this assessment period. You know, we're talking about an assessment period for uh, for the coaching staff. Uh, Strachan and Kennedy. Well, you, you know the assessment period for the players. Um, it, you know exactly the same thing. And the likes of Stylian Petrov, for example, who was a chubby little right back, wasn't he at, uh, at Celtic? Really going nowhere. Martin O'Neill saw something in him. Lubo yeah. Moravchik, who was a you know a magician. You wondered what, and you know could could liken him to. Uh, to Rogic in terms of the roles they play. Now, Moravchik was a was a, was a magician. He could do that, give you that something a little bit different. And Rogic is such a talented player, but Rogic has certainly lost his way. Yeah. Uh, but these are these are all players, players you've mentioned who in previous years have been successful, who are playing for their careers as well. And eventually, the penny has to drop for these players to think well. You know, we need to actually liven up ourselves here and get get our careers back on track. There's there's players like Gunsham, who you know, keep virtually every day he's linked with somebody, isn't he? Yeah. But his career is in danger of uh, of going down the pan. So these are players who have to turn up motivated. The motivation should be 25 points humiliation to a team who haven't laid a glove on Celtic for a decade and to lose a league and, and the manner in which they uh, did it was pretty embarrassing. So, I'd, you know, I'd like to think that these players are all players, um, the players still at Celtic who have a real point to prove, but players who uh, should be hurting for what from what happened last season, but players who have shown in the past that they, they have talent and they have to get that talent back. Otherwise, you know they'll be and they'll end up falling down the leagues, and that's something which they, uh, you know, most certainly want. And you know, you talk about Sham, and Sham's in his prime, isn't he? What's he mid twenties? Yeah, should be. No, so yeah, I mean, he still has a lot to work with, but there needs to be the sprinkle of a star signing or two to to lift the dressing room, especially if they lose, you know, the likes of Edward and and Dyer and uh, and Christie. Edward especially because he he was the X factor, although, you know, we didn't see it last season. If, if things weren't tricky enough, he's got a core there of home based guys that he will probably be able to hang his hat on. Callum McGregor, James Forrest, boys like that. But that's given- two. Get, yeah, well, Greg Taylor was steady enough for him. If you know, Christy, I was you know. Is Greg Taylor the future? I don't know. But, you well, know, Greg Greg Taylor's Greg Taylor's neat and tidy, but um, you know, we're 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 talking about getting the point. The point, the point of bringing these guys up, Chris, was to say it's just typical of the cards that Ange Postecoglou has been dealt at the moment. That he'll he'll have these boys back about a week before the first qualifier because they have to have rest. After what happened yeah. to the Euros, and the guy got a break, so even that has gone against him because the guys he can Absolutely. hang his hat on, there's guys he can hang his hat on that he won't be able to get to work with for too long before you're thrown into the first game. Just talking of McGregor and Forrest, um, he seemed to suggest that everybody has a common feeling that Callum McGregor will be the new captain next season uh, to take over from Scott Brown to step up from vice captain. 
is that something that you would back or is it a case of waiting to see who Ange Postecoglou brings in he might bring in a big centre half powerful leader and, and want him to lead the just, you because be you're, just because you're just because someone's big doesn't mean they have to be a captain you'd have to have big captains big character yeah big character <laughs> then <laughs> I know you're out here, would you just go for McGregor? Given yeah. he's got, yeah, I would. And, and you know, I think we've we've had this conversation before. Your leadership, right, leadership, leadership, leadership comes in many, many forms, doesn't it? And Callum knows the club, he knows the players, he knows the support, he understands the demands. Now he might he, he might not be uh, as vocal as a Scott Brown. But Callum has the respect of the dressing room, which is an important thing. Uh, he's an intelligent boy, and he seems to be the the obvious candidate. And he's going to play all the time. You know, it's interesting that you, I know. So I pulled you up on it and, and laugh about it. But you, you talked about tried and trusted, and you mentioned McGregor and Forrest. There are two, and this is the problem with Celtic at this moment in time. There's two. You've mentioned the players who are likely to go: Edward, Ayer. Christie, how many players, you know, can you think about who are absolutely nailed on to start Celtic's first league game of the season or, you know, these, these Champions League games, which clearly Forrest and McGregor may not may not Callum, be ready for the first game. You can't really think of any others that are nailed on if you're, you know, if you're talking about yeah. who, who might be signed or, or you know, you would probably say right now as a squad, you know, Greg Taylor. Um, but yeah, but he's not, he, he can't, I wouldn't say Greg Taylor's nailed on. I'd say, I'd say left backs are, or that left hand side. Well, left well, back. He, is, he is nailed on at the moment, Chris, because Diego Lasalle's gone back to AC Milan, obviously, and then gone to a new club. So, what yeah, I mean, but this is, is the it, problem, it, isn't it? At the moment. But, but if he but, doesn't bring signings in, I mean, yeah, he has this to bring is, people in. This is the problem, isn't it? Is that, is that we are, we are talking about. Celtic being at the required level and in my view the the three players McGregor uh, who by the way didn't have his best season last season but you know I think he's a he's a terrific player uh, McGregor Turnbull and and Forrest are three which are nailed on I wouldn't I wouldn't say Greg Taylor is I'd say that you know that left back situation is a, is a big problem you look at the right back situation that's a problem centre halves are a problem. A goalkeeper, I don't care what anybody says. Uh, and I, um, I'd be really happy to be proven wrong with this. But Celtic need to get a new goalkeeper in. I, I just think it's a, it's a position. I've seen enough of, uh, of all the keepers to think, well, they're not at the level. And maybe everybody can improve. And I'll be, I'd, you know, I'll hold my hands up with this one if, if somehow Barkas... Uh, turns round to be a Greek god in goal, but I just don't. I don't see it. I don't think Scott Bain has the has the authority in the present. A Greek Sorry? god. Go- have you been rehearsing that? A Greek god in goal. That's no, but he's he, he's Greek and yeah, it's, good, uh, that. it's been more of a more of a Greek tragedy. No uh, wonder you're never off that Euros coverage. <laughs> Yeah, good point. Uh, but uh, you know he's, uh, he's he's got massive issues. Lee Griffiths, we've got the Griffiths conundrum. Lee Griffiths is posting pictures. He's back in training on Instagram. I'm getting fit. Well, you know, let's let's see. Um, this the Griffiths debate is getting tiresome. 
you know, Scotland in the Euros, Griffith should have been picked. No, he shouldn't, because he, you know, wasn't at, he wasn't at the required fitness level. Hasn't been all season. So let's hope if Lee is back in the gym that he that he's up to speed and a massive asset. Because I tell you what, if he is, then Ange Postecoglou is going to be in a good position. But Lee's one of these players, uh, like most of the squad, who Ange will be scrutinising, looking at closely. Looking at you and he, know, he everything. Did, did say that last week, Chris. He, he he was very clear when he said, "I've had conversations with Lee, but this is very much a two-way conversation and a two-way street. He has to get to yeah. the levels that I'll be demanding." Yeah, and a lot of you know everything about Lee um, is is going to be attitude, uh, attitude, attitude, attitude. Does he fitness levels? Is he going to be fit enough to play for ninety minutes three times a week? And if 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 he's not, then I'm afraid that's unacceptable. You know, Lee Griffiths isn't isn't forty. Lee Griffiths has, has let his standards drop. We, you know, I know there are there may be reasons for that, um, but the frustration is is that he is so so talented. Can he get back to the levels which he has been before? You don't lose that finishing ability. Some of the goals which he uh, you know scored, and he's a quarter fit, uh, just eye opening. The goal he scored at uh, Aberdeen. He has that lovely low back lift and that that sharpness of thought. You know the way he moves in the box uh, at times, his instinct. That it's all there, but the you know the fitness levels aren't. So in that respect, he's gonna he's gonna be a a real dilemma for the manager coming in and what he's going to do. Uh, but I bet at the moment, I bet at the moment that you know Ange Postecoglou is thinking I can't trust him. So Lee's going to have to really earn that trust and earn the right to get in the team and and do it over a sustained period. He can't he can't have any dodgy periods. But he's another one who's playing for his career at Celtic, in my opinion. You know, it's 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 not enough coming off the bench. It's not enough little cameos and then you know scoring a goal. Um, at, you know, at Dundee or wherever, running over to the crowd and the crowd adoring. That that's all, you know, well and good for him. But that's not that's not little cameos aren't gonna win Celtic back the title, aren't gonna win Celtic trophies. That's you know, isn't gonna be like that. Celtic need a consistent strike of the club, you know, over the years. You think of some of the great strikers which have been there. And Celtic need to to have a striker who who is consistent and look, they had Odds and Edward last season, who was half as good as he was the season before. I think he was still was he still the country's top scorer, still you know so so talented. But Celtic demand more than that, so that's it's a massive area of concern. But it's in Lee Griffith's hands, you know. Don't don't post videos on Instagram. Uh, show yeah. us in the early weeks of the season. Show us in the Champions League qualifiers that Ange Postacoglu can play you for 90 minutes uh, and show us your worth to the team. Because if he is, if he does get himself back to anywhere near the levels which he was three or four years ago, then, I mean, it's it's trouble for the rest of the league. But, I, you know, it's another one where I don't, I honestly, I don't know whether that's possible anymore for him. So, so Ange Postacoglu, he, he will be scouring um, the continent 
to see whether he can bring another striker in if if Edward's off. You know, maybe, maybe he can he can turn Edward round and Edward has to has to sort of realise the situation he's in and realise that there'll be a lot of doubt as uh, with him. You know, people questioning his attitude last season and you know looked like he's chucked his, his toys out of the pram. Well, everybody knows his talent, but I'm, I'm you know I'm. Quite certain that uh, that you know if he wants to play Premier League football, that managers down there are, are, are looking for uh, or, or realizing his talent. But if you if you were Ange Postecoglou, Chris, and you know how the market works, um, and I'll just ask you this very quickly because I know you've touched on Edward, but just very quickly, if you were Ange Postecoglou, and we've seen that happen in the past with Celtic players, Fraser Foster, Virgil Van Dijk, you stay for the qualifiers, stay for the Champions League qualifiers. Now. What you talked about with the market and value and, and a lot of clubs don't do their business till later on. If you were Ange Postecoglou, would you sit Odson Edward down and say, look, go and earn yourself a big move by getting Celtic into the Champions League. Play the qualifiers and help us get through. And I, then your move. Or is that too much of a gamble because you think his head just might, might not be in it? I would just sit him down and try. I would like to think, I, I would sit Edward down and... Uh, and strip back the last two seasons. That's what I would do. And I'd strip back the season before, and I'd, uh, I would, I would ask him basically what you know what happened last season, why the drop off. Mm-hmm. I would tell him, you know, that he is such it's a talented not, it's not player. realistic. He's going to stay, really, as a uh, unless Celtic get him to sign another I, deal. I, the I, fact that he's a football Celtic can't keep him and let him walk. No, and that, that can that happen, can't. but but he can be a, he can be a uh, a short term success. Yeah. For Ange, he, he could be the difference in getting him into the, the yeah. Champions League. Uh, but the biggest thing for Odds and Edward, I'm, I'm harping on and going back over old ground here, is he has to do it for his career. And he can't worry about, uh, you know, I know a lot of players going into the early part of the season, or if they want away, they'll think, oh, I need to look after myself. Edward was that indifferent last season with his performances. Pete, the, the scrutiny is going to be on him in yeah. pre-season, in the early games. Is he motivated? What odds and Edward are we going to see this yeah. season or this season in, in these games compare it to last season? If 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 Leicester are looking at him, if Arsenal are looking at him, if Spurs, whoever whoever's looking at him, they're going to be looking what his attitude's like in these early games. Because if, if his attitude isn't spot on, why are these clubs going to touch him? Why are yeah. these I know it's not going to be the outlay which... You know, it would be if he has three or four years in his contract, but they'll be thinking, blimey, you know, how can I how can I trust to play him in the Premier League? So he's got it all to do. So, you know, I really hope for his own sake. And I think he's such a talented player. And players sometimes, you know, they you know, I know from myself that you have you have peaks and you have troughs. Now, Odson Edward still in patches last season was okay, but we know he he can do much more. And if he wants to play um, regular Premier League football uh, for a, for a team week in and week out, then he certainly needs to up his game. And I don't believe play. I don't believe he's at the level yet where he can sort of turn it on and turn it off. You know, it was off for a year, and yep. he needs to get that back. And the best way to get it back is actually come back into pre-season, come back super fit, work exceptionally hard. Knock Mitchell out of the Champions League, and then say, "Right, this is you know, this is me. I'm here. 
come yeah. and get me. That that's yeah. the best thing he can do. And I, I I I do believe that there is a situation where this could possibly occur. But most of this, you know, you mentioned um, that the two way thing with Lee Griffiths. This is down to Odds and Edwards. This isn't on Ange Postecoglou because if Odds and Edwards goes into the office, same with I, same with Christie. I've got no intention of. Uh, of uh, of staying, you know, I, I want to move away. Uh, the sooner the better. Then it's only going to go one way. The best thing these three guys can do is come in and 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 really knuckle down and work hard and show the manager the player which uh, which which he will be missing. And if they have to take part in games, then they'll have to take part in them. That's you know that's that's the issue. But show everybody what they can do. Look, nobody, nobody's come in for Christopher Ryer and Edward at this moment in time and and snaffled them up, snapped them up, have they? So, you know, I, and I know negotiations take time, but there's a lot of deals which, uh, you know, have already been done. I'm absolutely sure about that. So why aren't these done? Yeah. Final question, Chris, and we really appreciate your time. Just to summarise it, really. Um there's been a lot of discussion about the pitfalls and the things that can go wrong and the problems. But should the Celtic fact is there actually a little bit of excitement? There's a bit of freshness. It'd gone it'd gone stale last season. I think everybody agreed mm-hmm. with that. It was time for a change in the page. It's an exciting time. Should, should Celtic fans be excited and, and, and look forward to some freshness and let's see what let's see what happens. I think it's uh yeah, it, it, it's an exciting time, I think, that the the pessimistic Celtic fans, and I think there are plenty of them, are really unhappy with uh, with this whole saga. Uh, are unhappy that you know. See, I think the season tickets are out now to buy, aren't they? I know a lot of Celtic fans who are thinking, "I'm not, I'm not going back." You know, the 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 club of. But a lot, are, a, a lot are buying into Postecoglou. Yeah, and I understand that, but there's a there's a there's. Many of uh, you know my friends who I know who are totally disillusioned with the club and the way and and this is nothing against Postacoglu by the way but just the whole way that the club has been um, run in recent times and I think that the club have to realise that uh, that last season was a complete mess and that they shouldn't be seen to be taking the club supporters for granted and I do think that they're. You know there are fans out there who who are so unhappy about that. From my view, I think that um, Postacoglu is an exciting appointment. The biggest thing is is that he needs to be given time. And if he's not if he's not going to be given time, and that you know it's important that uh, I know you know the supporters they want the club to win and 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 beat everybody and win every trophy going. Uh, as quickly as possible. They want it yesterday, but it's important from their point of view that this guy's given a year, given a season. And I, I think that with the whole situation, him coming in, uh, the hand which he's been dealt, he certainly needs a year. You only have to look across the city that Stephen Gerrard may have been lucky to get the third year at Rangers because, you know, I know that they were quite bullish about second season that being wrapped up about them being robbed and that their chance of um, winning the title had gone. Celtic, the likelihood is, and we all know it, that Celtic could have gone to Ibrox or would have gone to Ibrox, or Ibrox played them off the park and you know it could have been a 20-point gap between Celtic and Rangers. That didn't happen. Rangers are a club now who from 
uh, a position of no stability now have stability. You look at their squad. I know they may lose players in the summer, um, but they have uh, a strong backbone to the squad. They've got Ross Wilson in, who has been a, a major coup for them. Celtic are playing catch-up. This is the first brick in place. Uh, and Postacoglu coming in, but he needs help to build a foundation. And there is there are still the big question marks, you know, um, when he's building this foundation, who is he? Who is he building with? Is he going to be given uh, the right tools? And that's uh, and and you know that's the the million dollar question. He certainly needs the board to step up. They've said they've got the right man and back him back him in the shape of money and uh, and and players coming into the building who are going to improve the team in the short term and the long term. You know, this isn't one where. Hell, managers talk about a five-year plan. You don't get five years at Celtic and Rangers. Everybody wants to develop. Uh, young players develop from within, uh, give young players opportunities. Champions League qualifiers probably aren't the best developing grounds for that. So he, I think, you know, Ange Postacoglu will be aware of all the pressures and all the pitfalls. But patience is the um, is the biggest thing which he needs to build because, you know, it a, uh, it's a mess which he's taken over. But I admire him for taking the job. I like him for taking the job. Uh, you know, he, he's, he's bullish. He's a, he's a straight shooter and uh, he just needs a bit of help now. And then if he gets a bit of help, I think he can close the gap on Rangers. But I think the, 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 the fairest time to judge him is this is the next season, isn't it, where I think there's automatic qualification into the Champions League for the winners, I think, if I'm right in yeah. saying. Yes. And that's the big one. That's what Celtic should be building for. It may be a tough season this season. You know, Celtic may have to go through some hard yards, but if they believe he's the right uh, man in place, then uh, which, you know, Don Mackay's talked him up, talked all his credentials up, talked about brand of football, and in building, about him going in and turning clubs round and being ruthless, um, you know that's what he's done in the past. Well, he'll need to he'll need to do it here at Celtic because it needs rebuilding. But you know, to have a rebuild and be successful, then uh, the manager needs to be given adequate time. Chris, on behalf of myself and everyone listening to the Record Celtic podcast, thank Probably you. Probably just on behalf of you, but uh, but yeah, just on behalf of me. <laughs> thank you for your thoughts. Can't let you go with it quickly saying by the time Celtic play FC Mitchell and will England have won the Euros? Will you be speaking <laughs> oh, around wow. Come on. <laughs> Don't be like that. Are you still celebrating that nil-nil? Um, oh, do you, I mean, what what an opportunity now. Uh, I don't, I don't want to go early. Uh, but good opportunity now. Ukraine uh, in the next, in the quarterfinals, big opportunity. So, Will England ever get a better opportunity? But Denmark are still there in Denmark's side of the draw. The Czechs are awkward. Look at the other side of the draw. Italy uh, going well and Belgium, Spain have got something about them. I've done that. Look, it's not it's not a done deal, is it? Of course it's not a done deal. And England have got work to do. But this is a Celtic podcast. <laughs> Chris, thank you very much for your time. Thank you oh, everyone thank you. for listening and all the best. Good luck.